Hey guys, this is Chargers running back Joshua Kelly, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Much love. I. And welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez, and this podcast will bring you the weekly Chargers news. We're going to preview and review every game this season, if the season goes ahead, fingers crossed, and we're going to bring you some of the hottest takes around. I'm joined by three fantastic co-hosts. First of all, the boss, the guy that only seems to drink water, John Moss Jr. Good evening, Bez. Um... I'd just like to start off with a, a bit of a concern. Are, are you okay? Because it looks like you're sat in a doctor's surgery there. <laughs> thank, thank you, mate. I'm waiting for my appointments. If I disappear, <laughs> you'll know where I've gone. Okay. <laughs> At least it isn't COVID. We know that. Oh, dear me. But second of all, the man we call Audible Chocolate, the voice of an angel, John Ayres. Oh, howdy. It's good to be here. Just, uh, you know, I've been I've been told that I need, as much as people might enjoy my voice, I might go a little long. So I'm working on not talking twice as much as everybody else. Although I'm off to a poor start. Aluminum. <laughs> There's a box ticked already. And the man whose cat's more famous than he is. Well, that's debatable. Dan King. Hey, guys. Good to be here with you. Right. Uh, what are we drinking? Because I swear to God, if you tell me you're drinking water again... Was I'm gonna kick off? I'm gonna ring your wife and get her to come in and bring you a bourbon or something. It's like that. iced tea, iced tea tonight. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> How's the coffee, John? Is that what you're on? Uh, yes. So I've been told also that well, people might enjoy my description of the coffee. Uh, maybe shouting out a name of the coffee, even though they are not sponsors, uh, might be a good idea. So. Uh, the family and I took a nice little trip to Hacienda La Chimba this weekend uh, to do a little coffee tour and experience. Um, so I grabbed myself a bag of their coffee miel, that means honey. So it's a very nice, I'd, I'd call it a, a medium to light roast coffee it, on a scale of one to 10, probably like a six, um, maybe a low seven on the roasting scale uh, with fine notes of honey and nut. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful afternoon coffee blend that I'm enjoying with a nice pastry. If you don't get us our first bloody sponsorship for this show, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> Dan, you're not on Diet Coke, I hope. No, no, no. Today, um, I'm actually drinking some rather dry cider from a local Essex brewery, the Big Bear Cider Mill. So, I'm on the ciders today. But thankfully, work bought for me. So, Can, can we you know. rename this the <laughs> Drinks Podcast? <laughs> Mate, we should. We need to have some recommendations for our listeners. They need to know what to drown their sorrows in as the season kicks off and the charges go zero for 16 or whatever it might know. I'm, I'm not going there. Um, I, I'm i staying true to... I've got a bit of a, a tickly throat, um, so I am on rum with a little bit of honey. Um, keeping up, uh, keeping my spirits high. And my, if I uh, doze off, you'll know why. Hard liquor. Um, right, let's dive straight in, guys. So, breaking news, everyone. Um, it's been announced today that pre-season has been cancelled. Well, not all of it. Um, first and last games? Is that what I'm hearing, guys? Just gonna, They're just going to um, strip the pre-season by two games. The whole lot could go, depending on uh, the pandemic. So 50% reduction at the minute. That could go to an entire loss of pre-season. 
Well, it, it kind of upsets me a little bit because um, there's two things. First of all, I love watching the preseason. I know some people aren't a fan, but I love watching the preseason games and falling in love with a player that then goes and become a, becomes a garbage man and is never heard of again. Bromp Bird. I think I called him Derek Bird before we started recording. It was Bromp Bird. It's not the Cumbrian massacre. Good <laughs> <laughs> taxi driver guy. Uh, so, so apologies there for anyone offended by that. Um, but yeah, so um, you know, I'm upset with that. But I'm also a little bit worried that you know the charges are finally on hard knocks. The preseason cut short. So does that mean hard knocks is cut short? Less content. You know, if there's two less games. What the hell they're gonna they're gonna preview on and show on the uh, on the show? Um, I'll kick off with that. What are we looking forward to on hard knocks? Are you guys as worried as I am that it uh, it could be cut short or not be as good as previous seasons? I think it'll be. I think it'll be fine. I think HBO will do a great job. I'm just really looking forward to getting behind the scenes and and seeing the charges preparing for the season. Looking at uh, how they're preparing the gymnasium. Austin Eckler bench pressing three and a half ton or whatever he does pound for pound. I think it'll be really good. Really interesting. Um, interesting to see how the rookies uh, integrate with the rest of the roster and see what skits that they come up with. That's going to be quite fun bit of behind the scenes I think it'd be interesting you know I'm not personally worried about losing the two games I mean honestly you're you're looking at third string and practice squad guys anyways in those in most of these games anyway so I'm not really that concerned about losing two games it also to me is probably a little bit better for the Chargers not to play four full preseason games given how the injury bug tends to take a bite out of this team every year I think the less preseason snaps that any of our potential starters might have to take uh the better personally um you know also you know I get it It, they're just trying to reduce the risk of COVID um you know for me hard knocks is really an opportunity to kind of see some of these undrafted free agents I mean that's where I like to focus on because the Chargers, for some reason, they just have the the magic divining rod for finding undrafted free agent gold. They've done it just about every year, uh, bringing somebody from un- from the undrafted ranks into the actual starting squad, whether it's just on special teams or whether it's an actual rotational piece in the offense or defense. They seem to find these guys every year. So I'm really interested to watch some of these undrafted free agents, see how they are working out, see the intensity, see how Lynn likes to treat them. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of these guys, their talent level, especially if they're undrafted, may not necessarily be that much greater than the guy next to them. But if they have that extra little work ethic, that extra bit of kind of motivation or chip on their shoulder, like Austin Eckler did, I think you're bound to see one or two of these guys make the squad and, and become another fan favorite, just like Eckler was. Uh, you know, got a couple guys to look out for. You know, a Twitter darling, as I like to call him, uh, is the uh, is is our fullback Bobby Holly. I almost call him Buddy Holly. That's not that's not a song by Weezer. He is a fullback, um, <laughs> but uh, Bobby Holly, uh, he's he's just a uh, you know he, he's a fullback. We need a fullback. Lynn has never coached on a team that that uh, didn't implement the fullback uh, usually just for blocking, but, you know, occasionally giving him a few touches. So I think there is a, a fullback uh, on this 53 man roster. Once they break camp, uh, Bobby Holly's probably the leading candidate in that he has some national running ability though, that I think if you watch some of his tape again against smaller school guys, um, I mean, he's hurtling guys who doesn't love to see someone hurdle, uh, you know, and then of, of course, another one of my favorites and another guy who I, I see a lot on uh, Chargers Twitter and, and in some of the forums is uh, Gaziano. Gaziano is, is a guy who I think he, he's kind of like a 
if, if I could call him anything, he's he's probably a Bosa light. Uh, not that he's a small guy of any means, but he's probably that similar type of backup for Bosa, just in case both and Bosa needs a breather or you know, heaven forbid, there's any kind of injury concerns. I think he could come in and, and you know take some useful snaps for the team uh, but, behind Bosa. John, he's got some similar overlap there. Yeah, go that's ahead. Gonna, I mean, it's going to severely impact the uh, fringe players here. You know, look at, like I said, Eckler came through the preseason game, the fourth one, made a name, made the roster. It's going to be harder for these guys now that are on the fringe um, to make that impact over two games. We're overlooking that. And if there's no preseason at all, then where do we stand? Because that's going to be really hard to make a decision of, of who you, who you um, sign for the 53-man roster. Oh, I agree. I think the I think if there's no preseason, it's, it's definitely a big problem. But I think guys like Eckler, he made his name in the film room, in the coaches' room. He made his name in the weight room. He didn't make his name on in the games. To be honest, I, I don't know how much coaches actually take from the games because every year we see these preseason darlings, these guys who come out and they're the third string running back going against a fourth string defense and re- piling off, you know, 150 yards in the second half of a game. And you're like, oh my God, did they just find the next <laughs> LaDainian Tomlinson? The guy doesn't even make the team. You know, and then another running yeah. back who who didn't get any touches, he ends up being the third string guy who ends up getting started. So I don't know if the games themselves actually do anything. I think it's really it's really practices uh, and everything else. Didn't Dan, Dan? Didn't you say that you thought Rice, the tight end, might uh, make the team? And uh, could this uh, put that in jeopardy? <laughs> yeah. So one thing that I always look forward to in the preseason, like um, like John, there is looking at all the undrafted guys and seeing who's going to make the cut. I actually wrote about Gaziano and. Um, subbing in for Bosa and Ingram and Rochelle on um, chargedupbolts.com. Um, and John, one of the guys, I, I, I mentioned Bobby Holly, um, but I actually lean more towards seeing someone like Gabe Neighbors maybe take his blocking tight end skills and move to fullback. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm watching Hard Knocks in the hope to see someone become the next... I know Devin Caduce, let's go with someone like that from the Browns from a couple of years ago. Although his career has taken an odd turn in that he's now into spiritual healing and crystals. Um, (laughs) Not my thing, but hopefully we get a personality that we can just kind of get behind and fall for as as a fan base and almost will that person onto the roster. Well, I'll tell you what we're not going to get. We're not going to get a pro football, a veteran turn up with busted feet and... Refusing to wear a new helmet. That's what we're not going to get. We're not going to get none of that. Breaking news. Chargers sign Antonio Brown. Don't don't put that voodoo on me. Uh, I'm going to step in here because I had no idea. Dan, you were such a Gabe, won't you be my neighbors fan over there. Um, This... I don't know. I think I might be smelling some uh, some preseason undrafted free agency bet going on between the two of us. I mean, I, I'm a big Bobby Holly guy personally. Uh, I, I just don't think Neighbors really offers uh, the extra little bit that I think this team needs from their fullback. So I don't know if you want to maybe put a little bit of, uh, I don't know, maybe not money per se, but uh, have a little bit of tea behind your mouth. The loser, <laughs> whoever's guy doesn't make the team as the fullback, has to drink a cup of tea that was heated in the microwave. Huh? Oh. I, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> I believe in neighbors. <laughs> Lock it in, baby. Lock it in. First bet of the podcast. That's nasty. Apparently that's going to be the history has been That's going to be the drink of choice at the new Raiders stadium. Cold tea warmed in the microwave. Yee. Jesus. Well, 
We just took, we just went up a level. I'm going to take it up even an even uh, hotter temperature now with some. And I know this is a Chargers podcast, but a little bit of NFL news from from around the league, shall we say? Um, the big news that is that has been released has come from the Patriots. And I don't like to swear on the podcast by saying that word, but the Patriots have, have made the headlines. Now, I'm not going to talk about Cam Newton, apart from to say thank God he signed for them and not us. I'm going to say they cheated again. Is anyone? Is this even news? <laughs> they've done it again. Um, they've been caught recording the Bengals' sideline. Um, what are you doing? What are you doing? You cheating, cheating team. I refuse to acknowledge the fact you've ever won anything because you a cheat can't prosper. There's, there's so, a um, rumour that Robert Kraft is changing the name of the franchise to New England Cheaters. <laughs> it would be it would be entirely legitimate, mate. I'm fed up. That is I that am, is I mean. Uh, I just want to point out that the the news drops that they are going to take this fine and a loss of a third round draft pick, and then they sign Cam Newton right afterwards. That just you know, and people are like oh they signed Cam. I I personally think that Cam is a great quarterback and I think he'll be fine. I don't think he's the quarterback he once was. And I just, I I actually don't have a high um, outlook for him moving forward. But what I think a lot of people don't realize is that because of the high level of, um, uh, of play that he's had in the past and the fact that, you know, the, the offensive guru that are the Patriots are going to figure out a way to make him look really good. Um, they're not going to resign him. They're going to let him go in free agency. He's going to get a nice size contract from a quarterback needy team. And guess what? Patriots are going to get awarded a third round compensatory pick. So boohoo, the Patriots are basically going to end up with Cam Newton for a season and they're going to drop, I don't know, let's say that they finish middle of the pack this year with Cam. They're going to get a comp pick at the end of the third, so they're going to maybe lose out on 15 spots in the third round at the most. I mean, yeah, I, I'm really, I really think the NFL was really trying to punish the Patriots there. I just, uh, anyways, I'm, I'm going to take my tin hat off, my tinfoil hat off. No more conspiracies. I just, uh, I, I can't do this anymore. The Cheatriots. That's what we're going to say about that. Um, guys, um, I have some listener questions. So I'm going to throw the first one out there. This comes from our friends at the um, Monkey Seat Pod, uh, fantastic Formula One and motorsport pod. Uh, and Tom, the uh, the host of that show, asks us that um, he says he's not he's never watched NFL. He's not been into it before. Um, and he says, guys, why should I, as someone brand new to the NFL, listening to your podcast for the first time, why should I choose the Chargers to support? Make your case, guys. I'm diving straight in. Two main reasons. One, it's in LA. It's on the West Coast. Warm climbs. You're going to get tickets. Do not choose to root for the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, December, minus 75. And you ain't getting tickets for love and the money. So if you want to watch football in the States, Chargers, there'll be a, there'll be a couple of thousand free in that uh, 70,000 stadium. So, uh, yeah, and it's warm. What more do you want? I mean, for me, it's pretty simple. It's the swag. I mean, nobody has better gear to don than the Chargers. I mean, their uniforms, best in the league, maybe best in all of sport. The hats, I mean, I'm a hat aficionado, as the guys here on this podcast know, uh, you know, 30-something hats or whatever. Um, but I just, 
I, I love all the hats that they come out with. I think the bolt and the blues and the yellows and the whites, and even when they go military, black, it just it just looks clean and it's just a great look. So for me, if you're gonna if you're gonna look for a team to support and you're gonna throw everything out the window, I go with the team that you're gonna love the jersey that you get to wear from them. I mean, could you imagine deciding on the Browns and having to wear those uniforms Ugh, or the Rams? Oh. Sorry, sorry about that. Anyways, that's it. I, swag number one reason to be a Charger fan. See, I'm going to take it slightly differently here. I, I, I think we've got so many personable players and such a passionate coach that you, you look at someone like Derwin James. He's a real passionate young leader, face of the franchise material. You look at um, Austin Eckler, another guy, always talking with the fans, always interacting with them. And yeah, I don't think you'll find a coach who cares as much as Anthony Lynn. And I think that's that's reason enough for me there. Right. So here's my pitch. You don't want to join a fan base. Pick a team that's won it all before. Just imagine how that would work. Oh, guys, I'm a, I'm a new Patriots fan. Yay, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, we've done it all before, mate. Where were you? You don't want to go and be a Philly fan. And, you know, because you don't live in Philly, mate, which means they'll hate you anyway. Um, go, you don't want to go and join the Green Bay fans who'll tell you, mate, where were you during the Aaron Rodgers peak season when we won our Super Bowls? You know, you've you've missed the train. So you need to pick a team that's never won it before because then when the first time they win the Super Bowl this year, you're part of it, mate. I promise you. So um, come and join the train. We're going to win the Super Bowl. It's the best time to join. Philip Rivers just left. It's a new era, so we're, we're accepting you. We're welcoming you on board. Um, <laughs> come and join it, because it's uh, and as, as John John mentions, that's the top point. The greatest jerseys in the world of sport. Don't care if you disagree. Get out. <laughs> Any of you disagree with that? <laughs> in other words, there's, there's that. in other words, Tom, there's multiple reasons to support the Chargers. <laughs> and because we'll welcome you in with open arms. Um, right, I've got another. Fan question. Uh, question number number three, because the uh, hard locks was one. Um, why to support the Chargers was two. So question number three. Um, under what circumstances, guys, should Justin Herbert play this season? If Easton Stick gets injured, he's a backup. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. He's injured. Okay. That's the only reason we don't need to be playing uh, Justin this season. Let him develop. Let him grow into the into the pro game. Let him learn the scheme. Let him learn the playbook. Get adapted to new, his new surroundings. Make that step up. We don't need to throw him in at the deep end. Chiefs had the blueprint with Pat Mahomes. Look what happened there. I'm not saying that Herbert is going to be better than Mahomes, but... If you've got time to develop, Philip Rivers had three years before he was he was uh, unleashed. There's no need for us to be throwing Justin Herbert into the deep end. Well, for me, um, I I uh, mostly agree that there's probably no reason to get Herbert out there too early. And most of that is because I, I believe this team is ready to contend. If you read my piece on chargedupbolts.com about my outlook for 2020 with Tarad as the quarterback, I think he's going to be very good. I think he's going to help the team win games. And I, I definitely do think that they are a playoff caliber team. So in that case, there's really no reason for, for Herbert to come in and take any snaps. However, I understand that there is a scenario where he comes in 
uh, or he needs to come in because the team has just failed. Maybe Tarad is just, it's been too long since he's been good and he gets in there and he just fails. Maybe Pipkins is just a turnstile at left tackle and Storm Norton comes in. And even though he's probably, you know, going to be the greatest left tackle in the history of the NFL, maybe he goes down with injury and we just, we, we, <laughs> we are just a disaster on offense defense. They're trying some new things out and it's just not working out. Uh, Davis isn't as good as, as bad as everyone seems to think he is. Jenkins apparently is not elite, even though I'm sure we all think he is, um, you know, all these things could potentially happen and the chargers could potentially be on their way to a top three pick. If, and I'm saying this is a big if, if we're rolling through week 10 or 11 and we have won maybe one game um, against the Chiefs, I'm guessing, because that's what Waz seems to think we're beating the Chiefs. Um, but if we've won one game and we're, we're, we're in the lead for that number one pick, then yes, you need to put Herbert in there. Why? Because you need to know if he's, in, if he's as good as advertised. Because I'm telling you right now, there, if we are on track to get a top three pick, there are some amazing young quarterbacks who are potentially going to be available at that pick. So I don't think Herbert needs to go. But if we get Herbert out there and for some reason he's just not any good and we were wrong, at least we know now and we can, we can pivot in the new draft and it hurts the pride. And, our, and I don't think any of this is actually a possibility, but that is is probably the only case in which I think, okay, get Herbert out there this year. I, I just don't think any of that's going to happen. I think Herbert's a good quarterback. We don't need to move. We don't need to look anywhere else. I think Tarad is a good quarterback, and I think this team is a good team. So I just don't think there's any reason. But you ask the question. There's my answer. Only way I think Herbert should get out there. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I only want to see him get out there if we're way behind the rest come week 10, 12, somewhere. I, I'd hate to see happened to her but what happened with say someone like Blaine Gabbert um, Jags took in what 2011 uh, stuck him out there in week two and I think in his three two and a bit years in Jacksonville he got sacked like 80 times and had an average QBR of like 66 I just hate to see that kind of thing happen to um, Herbert just being put out there before he's ready and ending up like a deer in the headlights Um, I want to see I, I don't want to see him play this year. Uh, oh, that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. I I would very much like to see us stick with Tyrod, have an average to good season. Um, as John said, I think we're pretty much ready um, to progress. And I think disrupting that to put in Herbert just to put him out there would be a mistake. You only want to put him out there if you have to, if you need to get a review on him before the end of the season to assess where you are going into next year yeah i mean look at Dwayne askins redskins we need to avoid that scenario there whereas in and out i mean his first game three interceptions unfortunately when you're the quarterback of the nfl there's nowhere to hide unlike other sports where you, you can sort of come in and out of the game you're front and center that's it the spotlight's on you there, there is nowhere to go you are that person that's going to drive that offense downfield if it goes wrong your confidence is going to take a massive hit. Um, look at my piece on chargedupbolts.com when I say that Herbert can learn from Tony Romo at the Cowboys. Yeah, he Tony's mental strength is immense. And I think any rookie coming through the game should be looking at his sort of uh, approach to the game and how he overcame those adversities initially as, as a holder. Um, he had to wait his, his, his turn, but... 
in the end, you know, he was, was a pretty good quarterback and I think he would have walked onto most teams. So, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see how it all pans out. But um, I just wish the kid all the best, to be fair. Yeah, me too. And I couldn't agree with you more, guys, because we don't really want to see Justin Herbert in the first year. It's clearly a Tyrod um, era. The only the only thing I could imagine is we noticed it where they brought Tyrod onto the field when Rivers was playing in the last season, just for the very, very rare occasional snap. I could see Justin coming on for a few snaps a game, ease him in. Um, if things are going awry with, with Tyrod... I don't think he's the kind of quarterback to throw picks and um, embarrass himself where you have to drag him out and put Justin in to replace him. But if there's a, an opportunity to, to give two, three snaps in a, in a game where you've got a, a little bit of a buffer lead or perhaps you're a bit behind, do it. Give the, give the kids some experience. But we don't want to see him out there um, unless the season's gone and you're just putting him in to get him some experience. So um, I think we're all on the same page there. We... Um, we're looking forward to to seeing Justin, but we want him to have the time to develop. So, um, so yeah, I think think everyone's uh, in agreement there. So yeah, so guys, um, we're all on the same page with Justin. We don't want to see the guy um, immediately, but uh, let's wish him the best to develop, and um, hope we see him in twenty twenty one twenty two yeah, playoffs. But uh, you know, if we if they bring him out for uh, the Chargers special ally the Philly special for one play to win the Super Bowl with a, a touchdown reception, I'll take that. I'll take it. Can you imagine? Oh yes, that's too. That's a bit of a hot take. Or maybe actually, when we're um, on the road uh, in Kansas City on the final game of the regular season, and we've already, you know, final quarter, we're up by three scores, then we can bring him in, and then I can say to John, "We swept the Chiefs." <laughs> that hot take's going to come back to a haunt one of you, isn't it? <laughs> oh yes. So, was did you not have some sort of uh, angry rant you wanted to go off? Oh on? yeah, yeah. So, um, for our US listeners that are not aware, don't follow the uh, don't follow soccer. The Premier League and the uh, football league is back in England, and we've got closed door games as we've got the Bundesliga. Um, and if you're unfortunate enough to select one of the TV channels with the candle after, as I call it. It's basically synthetic crowd noise. It is absolutely awful. So I'm hoping that the NFL, um, along with the US authorities, allow a number of spectators into the stadium because it's going to be really, really dull. Going on what we've seen with soccer, we do not want to see those um, uh, games with, with, with sort of candle after, that synthetic crowd noise. It, it's Pretty garbage, to be frank. Well, do you know what? Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree and agree with you at the same time in a very confusing rebuttal. Um, I've come to hate it uh, and think it's much better to hear the natural voices of the players on the pitch. And I'm not going to call it soccer; it's football. Uh, we disagree on that one. American fans, get on board. He calls it soccer; I call it football. You know. Uh, ha- <laughs> um, but uh, the thing is, is that the only thing I like about it is that my wife absolutely hates it. She hates, she's like, she, the one thing she hates is crowd noise in general. So at one in the morning when I'm watching some sort of American sports game or highlights on YouTube of something and she's like, just, just mute it. You just watch it without the noise. And I'm like, no, no, it's essential to the viewing of it. So uh, she can't grasp the concept of why when there are no fans, you would then artificially pump more noise into the crowd. Uh, but um, no, I, I get you. We, we don't want to see empty bloody stadiums, do we, in America? No. It would be a... It, then again, what you would you might actually hear is uh, 
Ohio, Omaha, Omaha. You know, you'd hear all the calls and the adjustments, which could be interesting. That's a pretty good American accent you got there. Howdy, partner. Why is it? Why can I ask a question real quick? I, I know this is not football related, but why is it every time somebody tries to show me their American accent, it's always a cowboy? Is that literally the only accent that 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 you're able to mock? I mean, we have so many. It's the same way oh we get God. you are governor and stuff like that. You are governor. You are lad. You are my son. Oh, you want me to do that? I I, I can do that. Hello, governor. Like that. I tell you a story. When I was I was in uh, um, Oklahoma with the military um, out there for ten weeks, and there was a lady at the local PX, and I'm not exaggerating. Every time she saw, she's like, "Is it really that foggy in London?" And she must have asked a hundred times. It was it was getting a bit repetitive. I mean, man, you know, like no, it's actually sunny today and and tomorrow as well. So that's that's the summer over and done with. Then it's foggy. <laughs> Is it foggy? Do you know what I do love a bit of uh, stereotypical oh, bands? Yeah, it's it's uh, you know you're, you're all cowboys, but the, you know there are some unfair sort of uh, stereotypes. There are some fair ones. Stop Mike craving tea, yeah, you uh, yeah. American idiots! <laughs> Why on earth have you not all got kettles? We've had this John's debate got a kettle. off, off John's podcast. Got a kettle. He's he's that's why that's why he's our friend. You I know. do have a kettle. He, yes. he gets away with it. Yes. <laughs> If you're drinking a cup of tea with putting it in the microwave, the entirety of Great Britain will Maybe be we could write to the charges and ask them to make a cup of tea on hard knocks with a kettle. <laughs> yeah, I think they'd win a few more UK fans. Guys, um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, anyone got any news before we uh, wrap yeah, things up? Yeah, we need to sing happy birthday to Dan. <laughs> happy, no, <laughs> Yeah, happy birthday for tomorrow, Dan. Thank you. Uh, 52 years young. <laughs> Minus a few, I think. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And uh, I believe we might even have a special guest that you've alluded to was next week. Yeah, Lee uh, Wakefield, our latest uh, writer, might make an appearance on the podcast. Um, and, and obviously, say in all things, LA Chargers. Yes, we might even have the sweet, dulcet tones of a listener. Because I've invited somebody who sent an email in to, um, to record their question. So we'll play it live and answer it um, that way. But... Um, if we can get the technology right. But guys, if you're listening, we want your questions, we want your comments, we want you to shout at us, we want to tell you. If you're in America, we've, we've got quite a diverse listener uh, groups. So if you're in America, we want to. I want to hear from you about if you microwave tea. Um, and if you're from the UK, I want to hear about how much you hate the fact that Americans crucify our national privilege of a drink. And um, get in touch. You can email editor at chargeduppbox.com. You can get in touch on Twitter, which is at chargeduppod. And guys, where are you at on socials? At Endzone85 on Twitter. You can find me at Adroit Airs. That's A-D-R-O-I-T-A-Y-E-R-S. Hashtag Audible Chocolate. <laughs> and you can find me over on Twitter at UKLA Chargers. I'm at Bez the Spaniard. And thank you for listening. It's been great. Enjoy a cup of tea, carefully brewed with the aid of a kettle. Good evening. Much love. I. Right.